Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the King Nation Podcast. It's me once again, your host, Xavier. So today we are talking about the upcoming Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, a sequel to the Modern Warfare 2019, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019. Um, I don't, I didn't get a chance to cover that before, but today we're going to go through the events of Modern Warfare of Modern Warfare 2019 and what I think is going to happen in Modern Warfare 2 coming out later this month on later coming out later this month. Uh, I am very excited. Unfortunately, I'm doing this by myself today due to my co-host not being here, being able to attend due to some personal events. Uh, but hopefully, when he returns, everything we can jump back in the studio and and uh, get right back to work. So let's go through the events of Modern Warfare 2019. Now, a lot of people. Had, there were a lot of mixed reactions to 2019, to the Call of Duty in 2019. Uh, I personally enjoyed it, which is, it was, I personally rank it of one of my favorite games in recent years. So, there... So, in Modern Warfare 2019, there was a CIA agent named uh, Alex. He was sent, he and a squad of Marines went to go get a, to go check out a, what was it, a, uh, I forgot what, I forgot what it was called, just like a warehouse facility of some sort. I think it was a train station. Can't remember. Anyway, uh, the Russians were currently the a Russian general named Barkov was tra- was trying to transport was trying to ship out a dangerous chemical gas. So Alex and the Marines were sent to go investigate to see what uh was going to go investigate what was going on so they so after the so after they investigated everything they went to the whole facility and they got the information they found out that the gas that they locate the gas and they were getting ready to leave and exfil home unfortunately an unknown group of Soldiers came out of, attacked them and killed every killed all the Marines. And took the gas. Alex was the only one left alive. He, so Alex was reported in, and he, so the gas was gone. That the gas was stolen by unknown group of soldiers. Now these soldiers were thought to believe being a terror terrorist organization based out of Verdansk. Not Verdansk. A terrorist organization called Alcatala. So, Alex was sent to go investigate 
to go link with the to go help with the freedom fighters in the in what is Urzikstan. That's what it's called. Urzikstan. So they want to go so 24 hours after the incident at the shipping facility, uh, there was a group of suicide bombers affiliated with the terrorist organization Alcatalo. They attacked Piccadilly Circus in London. Uh, British SAS uh, Special Air 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 Service um, SAS Sergeant Kyle Gasgarrick who has been following the suspected terrorists with a unit of uh, British officers. They're dispatched to go contain the situation with the assistance of Captain Price and the local British police forces. After So Alex is sent to Erzikstan to meet with the rebel leader Farah Karim. She agrees to join, help tracking down the chemicals in exchange for Alex's aid in overthrowing Russian forces led by General Roman Barkov. So the SAS led by Price and Garrick raid in Alcatel occupied townhouse in London. This, this was one of my favorite missions. This was the mission called Clean House. And it's a really tense and hard hitting mission, which is a, which a lot of things happen in the actual air force and actually in the actual military. And these are, and this is a glimpse into what actually happens in the military. And it's a very tense and emotional mission. No, it's a very tense mission. Because at any moment, you're surrounded. You're surrounded on all corners. You have no idea where the enemy is coming from. And you have no idea who's there, how many people are there, so on and so forth. But that's, and that's why it's one of my favorite missions. It actually gives you a look into what can actually happen. So in this townhouse, they find, they go through the entire house and they manage to find a laptop and with the IP address of the leader of the, of Akatala Omar, the wolf Solomon. So they send that information over to Kurt into Farah and Alex. So Alex, accompanied by Sergeant Marcus Griggs and the Demon Dogs, go to Ramaza Hospital in Urzikstan, and they they capture the wolf. Later that night, the wolf's right-hand man, Jamal the Butcher, I don't know his last name. I only call him the Butcher. I don't remember his last name. They go and attack the United States Embassy in Uzbekistan, where the wolf is located, is being held at, to in an attempt to free the wolf. So Price, Garrick, Alex, and Farrow 
work together to secure the wolf, but ultimately fail. They, so they move the, so they escape from the embassy and go to the, I forgot what it was called. Uh, they went to, into this, uh, into the house of the, I forgot what it was called, but it was the, so he went to this house and they locked him up in the room to try, locked him in his room and they left to go. Uh, try and deal with the Alcatala forces moving in. But ultimately, they would fail because Alcatala blew a hole in the wall and freed the wolf. So, Pharaoh sends Adir, her brother, her lieutenant, to go to go block off the only highway going out of Urzikstan that away from any main roads, ultimately known as the Highway of Death in Urzikstan. The plan fails when Barkov's men attack both the rebel forces and Octala militants. Pharaoh's brother and second command, Hadir, is revealed to be the thief who stole the chemical shipment in an attempt to drive off the hostile forces of the Russians. Hadir sets off the chemicals in the area, killing all of Barkov's men and Alcatala forces, with Farah and Alex nearly escaping death. So then we flash back to 1999, where Farah and Hadir were left orphaned after Barkov's invasion. Their father was killed in by one of the Russian Spesnaz, who Farah had to, who Farah ended up ultimately killed with the help of Hadir. So, uh, they uh, make it to make it outside of the uh, gassed village where they were, and they were narrowly close to escaping. Ultimately, they were caught by the Spetsnaz and Barkov himself. And they were sent to a concentration camp for 10 years. So, 10 years later, in captivity, Pharaoh loses the rank, rose to the rank of commander of the rebel forces, and eventually executed a breakout from Barkov's prison camp with the help of a young Captain Price, who at that point was a lieutenant. So flashback to present day, so flash forward back to present day, Hadir has seemingly joined forces with Akatala, forcing Pharaoh and Price's team to take action. They infiltrate the wolf's hidden base and manage to kill him, though they failed to locate Hadir. With the gas still, still at large, the U.S. government declares Pharaoh's army as a terrorist threat. Disgusted with his government, Alex stays in Urzikstan to help to fight as part of Pharaoh's army. Following the information of a possible attack in, in Russia orchestrated by Hadir, Price and Garrick 
Price and Gas head to St. Petersburg and meet up with one of Price's old contacts, Nikolai. They managed to intercept intercept all of an Alcatala meeting with and apprehend the butcher. As the butcher refuses to give in to the to interrogation, Price resorts to using his wife and son, forcing him to comply. Now, Gaz is given the choice to either execute the butcher or let him live. Which, in my experience, it was a 50-50 split on letting him live to executing him. So, they learn that Hadir plans to attack Barkov at his estate. As a state and proceed to intercept him. At the estate, the two learn from Hadir of the location of Barkov's gas factory in Georgia, in Borjami, Georgia, and narrowly escape. Farah and Alex at Urzikstan then plan so. An early escape. So, Price goes to Laswell, uh, a member in the United States military uh, of the CIA. Correction, in the CIA. And inform, and and Laswell informs Price that Russia demands Hadir be handed over to them. Price begrudgingly complies on the condition that they keep the intel on the gas factory. Price and Garrick meet up with Farah and Alex in Urzikstan, then plan their attack on the factory. With assistance from Laswell, the team advances on the factory and attempts to use explosive provided by Nikolai to demolish the facility. However, the detonator is damaged in the fight, and Alex volunteers to set up the explosive manually, seemingly sacrificing his own life. As Barkov attempts to escape the facility by helicopter, Pharaoh ambushes and kills him. Pharaoh's forces and Price's team evacuate as the factory is destroyed. With Barkov dead and disowned by Russia, Price meets with Laswell to discuss the creation of Task Force 141. In preparation against the Russian terrorist Viktor Zakayev, Price reviews the potential recruits with Laswell, Gaz, John Soap McTavish, and Simon Ghost Riley. So, in the so in the there was Spec Ops and there was something called Warzone. So everything that happened in war so Warzone takes place af- after the events of the campaign of twenty nineteen. So essentially we get members of the new team with uh Ghost, Gaz, Prius, Pharaoh, Alex, all grouping up in Verdansk and they And they end up, and they eliminate Zakaya 
and they are about to, and they leave. So they leave and they regroup with soap. And that is where the events of 2019 of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019 leads into the events of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. So, essentially, Modern Warfare 2 takes place, I think they said, three years. Three years after the events of the formation of Task Force 1 for 1. With Gaz, Soul, Ghost, and Pharaoh. Uh, they have a new member, his uh, name, uh, Colonel Vargas. If I'm not mistaken, I think he was a colonel. Um, he joins the team to help contain, to help fight alongside Castles one for one. Correction, he joins Task Force 1 for 1 after a missile strike from the United States killed a foreign general. Task Force 1 for 1 is called in to contain the situation and prevent further escalation while also combating the terrorist organization Alcatalo and the drug cartel known as Los Almas. So, what I feel is going to happen in this game is after they finish dealing with the... So, I feel like there are going to be points in this game where they start to... start to reveal, bring in... Vladimir Makarov, and for all the original Modern Warfare uh, players, you know Vladimir Makarov was one of the four horsemen of the of working alongside Victor Victor Zakayev, Imran Zakayev, and. Ali Al-Assad. He was the fourth member of that group. And he was the last member left standing after Imran, Victor, and Khalid were all taken out by Task Force 1 for 1. So... What I think is going to happen is at the end of the game, they're going to reveal Vladimir as the next villain of the Call of Duty of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. If Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 is made. Now, there are a lot of things that... So, the... I feel like this is going to be a great game. I can't wait to play it. And 
I will be doing another episode on the events of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 2022 after I play it. But this is just my theory on what's going to happen. And today, this concludes my episode for today. Join me next time as we talk about Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 in detail. See you next time.